Here we go. Welcome into the show. You're watching the San Francisco 49ers Report live here on Chat Sports. I'm Chase Sr. And as always, no matter where you are, how you're tuned in, we appreciate the faithful for making today's show a part of your day. There is so much to talk about on the program. We had three great segments planned for you. We're still going to get to those. Niners Seahawks preview, Brock Purdy's case for MVP, San Francisco 49ers playoff picture, and then the Niners making a couple of roster moves. One of them, the breaking news that we're going to get to to start off our live show. San Francisco signing longtime defensive back Logan Ryan after a workout today, and the corresponding roster move releasing running back Ty Davis Price, who the Niners drafted in the third round only two drafts ago. And Rappaport breaking the news here that the longtime versatile defensive back Logan Ryan has signed with the 49ers, a potential big-time addition for December and their playoff run. Most recently with the Bucks and the Giants, Ryan lands in San Francisco. Originally a third-round pick by the New England Patriots out of Rutgers, a very good tackler, solid player throughout his career, obviously at the end of it, but he was on Good Morning Football a couple of weeks ago on NFL Network, and he swore that he has some good football left. We'll break that move down in further detail coming up here in just a moment, but first... This is why you subscribe to the channel, because whenever the San Francisco 49ers make a move, we break it down. We're live right now. I already put out a YouTube short, and we're going to give you some great analysis here on the show today. And if you want shows on the Niners every single day year-round, lock us in and hit that subscribe button. Let's get the comment section going here, and as you venture in here, please make sure you support the show and hit that thumbs-up icon and like the video. Where is the Niner gang hanging out? Also known as, where are you watching from? Let us know in the chat. We'll start to give you some shout-outs here. Recent commenter club, my guy Joseph T, who is a real one because he's always commenting, always watching, passing along some nice compliments as well. Appreciate that, my boy Joey T. Most importantly, though, he has notifications on. Where are the people at? Matt Keller? Already know, man, in Florida, Cherry Valley, California from Frank, Virginia Beach, Spokane, Washington, Denver, Phoenix, Dallas, Pueblo, Colorado, Duval, Omaha, Nebraska, Huntington, West Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Winlock, Washington, New York, Tacoma, watching at the Naval Base in San Diego, from G-Code. That's really cool. Charleston, West Virginia, Florida, Las Vegas, Portland. I told you people are rocking with this from everywhere. Our Super Chat special for today. We're not going to trot out a Super Chat menu. Instead, we have one goal. And here it is. If we get to $500 in total Super Chats on the show here today, I will run 13.1 miles on Friday. I will do a half marathon, and we're going to do it for Brock Purdy because he rocks the number 13. We got to show him some love. We got to show him some recognition for how well that he's playing. He is now the leader, according to some sports books, in NFL MVP voting. And for him to be able to go on the road, play like that against Philadelphia, it made others 
outside of the San Francisco 49ers fear understand that he is in fact legit. So if we get the 500, I'm running a half marathon on Friday. I will document this. Maybe I'll put together a video as well to document that run. 13 miles for number 13, Big Cock Brock. G-Code with the deuce. Concerned Moody hasn't kicked in any pressure games lately? Yeah, a little bit. I thought it was pretty funny. Somebody was in the comment section the other day saying, where, what happened to the concern about our kicker not being good? It's like, well, against Philadelphia, he literally didn't have to kick at all because San Francisco, after falling down 6 nothing, what did they do? They scored touchdowns on six consecutive drives. Makes the life pretty easy for your kicker. Matt Keller with the five. Chase, it's my son's first birthday today. My youngest Niner fan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, young Keller. Happy birthday to you. And of course, San Francisco. Now, our live coverage today would not be possible without our sponsor that we'll get to here in just a bit. But this is what's coming up on our live show today. San Francisco signing Logan Ryan. They just released Ty Davis Price, who they took in the third round two drafts ago. We have a Niners Seahawks preview coming up. Second half of that matchup between those two teams this year. Niners playoff picture and Brock Purdy's case for MVP. First, if you're looking to go to a Niners game this year, like maybe you want to go to Niners Seahawks this upcoming Sunday at Levi's Stadium, the only app that you should be using to buy and purchase your tickets is Game Time. You can get $20 off using the code NINERSCHAT. Best seats at the lowest price, guaranteed. Prices drop as the event gets closer. And on this app, you are guaranteed to get the best deal to save money, go to a sporting event, but you don't just have to go to a sporting event. You can go to a concert, you can go to a comedy show, you can go to a theater event, and I'm telling you, the flash deals that they have allows you to save money as the event gets closer. And the 49ers playing the Seattle Seahawks at Levi's Stadium on Sunday, if you're looking to go to that game, there are still tickets available for all types of different price points. You want to sit in the 100 level, you can do that. You want to sit up in the nosebleeds and... Purchase a ticket under $200. You could do that as well. $20 off using the code NINERSCHAT. The app is free to download, and then you're able to save that money as well. That's that promo code NINERSCHAT. We appreciate game time for making today's show possible. All that information is available for you down in the comment section and in the description of this video. I'm looking at the recent commenter club. I see you, Kevin Sanders. I see you, Buddy Moles, L Grill, Gerard, and Joe C. You love to see some real ones in the building right now. If you want to get on the show today, a couple of ways for you to do that, use the hashtag 49ers, or send in a super chat, and we will hear from some of the faithful subscribers here at Chat Sports. All right, we have 260 people watching live, and there is so much to dice up, dissect, and talk about on the live show today. If you're ready to start this show, I need you to hit that thumbs up icon right now, and I need you to like the video. We need at least 100 likes before we start the show, and that should be easy with that many people hanging out with us here on this beautiful Tuesday with all of the beautiful people out there. So we're not starting, and we're not chopping it up to talk Niners until we get to 100 likes 
We are 23 away. And how quickly can we get there? We are now 13 away from 100 likes. And Gerard McPeak with his fifth ever Super Chat. It's a $10 donation. Gerard. Analysts are saying Brock won't get MVP due to his supporting cast. They keep saying he's just a great distributor. They must not be watching. Stay tuned because I have information. I have some statistics beyond what those analysts who are lazy are saying for why Brock Purdy has a case to win NFL MVP. Joe Montana didn't have Jerry Rice and Roger Craig. Steve Young didn't have Jerry Rice, Ricky Waters, and a really good defense. Peyton Manning didn't have Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. We're going to act like quarterbacks don't oftentimes who win Super Bowls have legit supporting casts. That's why they win Super Bowls, because the teams are really good. Get out of here with that lazy analysis from some of these national talking heads. Matt Keller with the $5 Super Chat. Do you think the first quarter was Purdy getting a feel for the defense so he can start picking it apart? No, I thought that the Niners, we talked about this during the watch party, they looked a little bit slow. They looked a little bit hesitant. I thought the Eagles were firing off the ball really quickly. Philadelphia did a good job of defending what San Francisco was trying to do. The pass rush was getting home. They stopped the run. Really what changed for me, Matt, is that the 49ers defense bent but did not break on the first two drives. Philadelphia's offense converted multiple big-time third downs on the first two drives. They went right down the field against the number one scoring defense in the NFL. But the number one scoring defense did what they've been doing a great job of over the last month, not allowing teams to score touchdowns in the red zone. And they held Philadelphia to two field goals. And what happened there that changed the momentum, it left the door open for San Francisco, if it was a 10-0 game or a 14-0 game and Philadelphia either got those 10 or they scored two touchdowns, is the game different? I think it is a little bit different. So I think those types of factors played into the early portion of that football game. Tony Mesa, what is the weather like where you're at? You know, it's a beautiful day here. In Dallas, Texas, I went for a run this morning, did a little cold plunge, hopped in the pool. It's about 45 degrees, but right now it's probably 55, 60 degrees. The weather here in Dallas, pretty much 10, 11 months out of the year is great. It's very affordable to live here, and there's plenty to do. So I actually love living in this part of the country because of the affordability, the quality of life, and the great weather almost year-round. In the summer, it gets really, really hot. 110 degrees. It was like 100 degrees for two straight months over the summer. But right now, it's absolutely beautiful. Tony, the winner of our Niners blanket a couple of weeks ago. My man, it should be there soon. I know you're going to gift it to your mom, which I think is awesome and very, very special. And, of course, Tony sent us probably the most legendary Super Chat that we've ever gotten during our post-game show on Sunday. I said if I got a $100 Super Chat, I would give you the over-under for my body count. And Tony was like, the people need to know. And he gave us the 100 It was weird. It was fun. And we had a blast. Antonio Hughes with the $5 donation. Thank you for that, my guy. We appreciate you. We're about to get the official show started. No Super Chat menu today, but... If we get to 500 total dollars in Super Chats, and we have four segments to get to, I'm going to run 13 miles on Friday for number 13, 
Brock Purdy because the kid is slinging the rock and he's balling out. Let's get some more likes here. 333 people watching live. We got past 100. That was the benchmark for us to officially start the show. And we're going to start it off with the bang. Niners signing Logan Ryan, releasing Ty Davis Price. That's going to be our first segment, but there's so much to get to after that. We're going to preview the Seahawks game, Brock Purdy's case for MVP, and take a look at the Niners playoff picture. Uh, we're, just send the message when we start it, and somebody will do it. Yep. So Super Chat special for today, $500 in Super Chats. I'm running 13 miles on Friday for Brock Purdy, and if we get there, I will turn it into a video on the 49ers report, whether, whether it be a regular video or a YouTube short, but we will do that 13 miles for number 13, the man otherwise known as Big Cock Brock. So 353 people kicking it with us right now. 134 likes, about to get the official show started. Producer Chip just going to send a message out to the Chat Sports crew so that we can get this breaking news video out as we are live to the awaiting crew members here at Chat Sports who are a big reason why we're able to do what we do here on the show. So we'll start again. Logan Ryan signed. Ty Davis Price released. We can run that intro screen and then we'll get it popping. Really excited to chop it up. Talk some Niners football here with this outstanding audience with a bunch of smart football people in the chat. If you're ready for the show to start, I want you to type me and let's get it started right now. All right, welcome into the show. We have some breaking news on this Tuesday afternoon. San Francisco making a couple of roster moves in the lead-up to this game against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. One of the big roster moves, San Francisco signing longtime defensive back Logan Ryan after a workout today. We did talk about him after Talanoa Hufanga went down with that season-ending toward ACL. I had listed him as one of the top free agent options. San Francisco clearly liking what they saw in that workout today. But the corresponding roster move, a little bit of a surprise here. And this news broken by Matt Barrows, who covers the 49ers for the Athletic. In order to make room for new defensive back Logan Ryan, San Francisco releasing running back Ty Davis Price, a third-round pick last year. And the Niners now have released two third-round picks recently in Trey Sermon as well as Ty Davis Price. Ty Davis Price had a pretty solid training camp. He had a pretty good preseason. I really like the player at LSU. Good power, good size, good balance, but he really got hidden on this Niners debt chart, and clearly San Francisco loves what they've seen from Christian McCaffrey, who's an MVP candidate. Elijah Mitchell has started to play a little bit better over the last couple of weeks, getting more snaps. He's your RB2, and then Jordan Mason is your third running back. Ty Davis Price now has an opportunity to go somewhere else where he is not really low on that depth chart, but either way, a couple of wasted third-round picks on running backs for San Francisco. A lot more to get to here on this show because we're going to give you the best analysis on Logan Ryan that you will find here on YouTube. But first, ladies and gentlemen, this is why you subscribe to the show because when the Niners make a move, we break it down. We have a great live audience right now. A lot of you are seeing this after the fact. We do it all here on the Niners Report with daily shows coming your way. So let's go back 
to Logan Ryan here. Ian Rappaport breaking the news on this Tuesday afternoon that the longtime versatile defensive back Logan Ryan has signed with the Niners. A potential big-time addition for December and their playoff run. Most recently played with the Buccaneers last year, as well as the New York Giants recently, and now he lands in the Bay Area. And when Talano Hufanga went down, I talked about Logan Ryan as one of the options out there. He's clearly at the end of his playoff career. He was on Good Morning Football a couple of weeks ago. He said that he has some gas left in the tank, but this is a smart, heady, experienced player that fortifies the depth at safety for San Francisco. Pretty long history for him as well. He won two Super Bowls with the New England Patriots after he was drafted long ago in the third round out of Rutgers. Bill Belichick loves his Rutgers defensive backs. He played well in New England originally as a slot and nickel cornerback. And then as his career started to progress, that's when he moved to that safety spot. He's a versatile vet who's really known for his smarts, but also his cultural impact and ability to make winning plays. He is 32 years old. He did work out with the San Francisco 49ers today. He has started 125 games in his career, and last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he started six games at free safety. The Niners, after that Hufanga injury, do have depth issues at that safety spot. So bad that Isaiah Oliver was the backup free safety on Sunday. He's a little bit of a thicker body, but at slot nickel cornerback, Isaiah Oliver was really struggling, and he would have to play out of position. And it's not just Hufanga who went down. It was also George Odom, who's most likely out for the rest of the year unless the Niners make that deep playoff run with that torn biceps. 49ers, this is why... Signing Logan Ryan is really important. Tackling has been an issue for this football team all year, and it's been masked over this four-game winning streak because they've been winning games. But during their three-game losing streak, they missed a lot of tackles, and we documented that so much on the show. And it's just unacceptable for a team that's this talented with this many dogs that has Super Bowl aspirations. But San Francisco, even though they dominated that game against Philadelphia on Sunday, they missed 12 tackles against the Eagles, and Logan Ryan has always been a quality tackler. So with that, we pop up our poll question for today's show. This will be the pinned comment. As always, we love to hear from the faithful. What is your one-word reaction to the Logan Ryan signing? For me, my one word is depth, and if you want to go with another word, it's experience. Lots to get to here on the show still, but first, today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks, the largest independently run daily fantasy sports app in North America, and we have the best deal that any DFS app has to offer. A $100 deposit match at prizepicks.com CLNS and use the code CLNS. How about producer Chip? Clap it up for him and type Chip down in the chat because all year he's been winning big time money and real money on prize picks and he's a smart man to tell because on Sunday he had a quad pick and he was good on all of them. Christian McCaffrey, more than a half rushing touchdown. The same for Jalen Hurts. Hassan Reddick, more than .75 sacks. And George Kittle went off in that first half. He had more than 47 and a half receiving yards. So one more time, this is Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. You pick two plus players. You choose more or less on their projected stat lines. We're going to put that link down below in the comment section as well as in the description of this video. Logan Ryan's career path. Let's hit that next. 2013 third round pick out of Rutgers. So a decade 
at the National League football at the National Football League level, excuse me. Played with the New England Patriots to start his career 2013 to 2016. Able to cash in a little bit after that with the Tennessee Titans. He played there for three seasons, 2017, 2018, 2019. New York Giants picked him up, and he was really revered there for the toughness that he was able to bring that team with the G-Men in 2020 as well as in 2021. And then last year, he played those six aforementioned games with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at free safety. A very experienced player who's accomplished a lot. Hasn't been a Pro Bowl player, but a steady contributor and a guy who's always been consistently available. He's played in 149 games, 121 starts to his name. Has a knack for making plays on the football with 19 interceptions because he's played a little bit of slot nickel as well as free safety. You can put him in the box. You can send him in on a safety blitz, 13 sacks for his career as well, 98 pass breakups, so that goes back to him having a knack for making plays on the football, 19 tackles for loss, a very solid number, and then 26 quarterback hits as well. In those six games with Tampa Bay, he was pretty solid. The Buccaneers suffering a lot of injuries on that back end last year, and that's why they had to bring Logan Ryan in. Overall grade of 69.1, run defense grade of 75.2, a coverage grade of 65.4, a passer rating when targeted of 90.4. He did have and reel in one interception, and all of that came on 291 coverage snaps. And league average for pro football focus numbers is about 70. So he was about a league average safety last year. And if you could play to that level for San Francisco, that's fine. You're paying him very little money, no long-term financial ramifications. He fortifies depth, and now you're better with that depth spot, having him as compared to Isaiah Oliver. And he's not going to be asked to play all that much unless an injury does happen at that safety spot. Peter Schrager with the cool note here, and kind of alluded to this a little while ago, but now we can expand on it, that Logan Ryan was on Good Morning Football on NFL Network a few weeks ago. And Peter Schrager friend of the show, by the way, a seat on an NFL studio show awaits him when he wants to join our ranks in broadcasting, but he was steadfast in the fact that he still has good football left in him, and to the 49ers he goes, where another Super Bowl ring, which would be his third, two in New England, could be in his grasp. I like what Deshaun Gibson has been able to do this year and last year. What a revelation and a great value signing has been. Jair Brown has been really good. The fact that we haven't really called his name is always a good sign because he's a rookie. He's not getting picked apart, not getting taken advantage of. That's a good sign. And now you have Logan Ryan who can be your depth safety. And then Isaiah Oliver, you can kind of hide him on that depth chart. And if you need him to play a little slot nickel, going back to his normal position, you could do that as well. But Logan Ryan to Sean Gibson, Jair Brown, all at that safety spot, all have the versatility to play around the line of scrimmage, in the box, or deep at that safety spot. If you want to contact me, I love to hear from our fans, our viewers, our subscribers, all of the real ones out there, even the haters, man. Hit me up on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Chase underscore Senior. You can find me on Instagram, at Chase underscore Senior, or you can be like Jeannie Wyatt, you could be like Lisa Hernandez, Roddy Cow, countless others who hit me up on email, and we can chop it up there as well. All right, segment number one of four in the books live on the San Francisco 49ers report. What is your one word 
reaction to the Logan Ryan signing. Let's get the comment section going once again. And then we're going to preview this Niners-Seahawks game as we continue to keep it rolling live here on the show. Ghost saying, bring back Josh Norman. Please no. Tony Mesa saying, you know what? I don't have a one word. It's just I don't know. But hopefully the informative analysis was able to give you some background information there, Tony. John Wallace, a good one. Veteran. Doug saying, yay. Lucius, yes. Mike Concho, hopeful. Gregory Gus going into the dictionary there saying, savvy. Good stuff. Two Vs, Gregory, for future notice. For future notice. Security for Joe Hernandez. Another good one right there. G-Skills, vet, wet noodle, leadership. Jeannie Wyatt, I don't know. Edward Willis, what up, real one? Saying depth. And then Foxy, steady, strength. Jonathan Lloyd, depth. Henry, the average Niner fan, helpful. All right, coming up next here on the show, let's keep it rolling, rolling, rolling. Shout out Limp Biscuit. We're going to preview this Niners-Seahawks game. We're at 176 likes right now. Continue to hit that thumbs up icon of like the video if you're enjoying the show. We still have so much to get to here on the program. Nobody's doing it like we're doing it here on YouTube. So continue to hang out here with us. All right. So game number two coming up against the Seattle Seahawks. 18 likes away from 200. And if we get the $500 in total Super Chats on the live show today, I'm running 13 miles on Friday for number 13, Brock Purdy. And we're going to document it here on the San Francisco 49ers report. All right. Niners Seahawks preview coming next. So let's get it. What's going on? Welcome into the 49ers Report by Chat Sports. I'm Chase Sr. No matter where you are or how you're tuned in, we appreciate you for making today's show a part of your day. As for what we're getting into on the program, Niners Seahawks preview NFL Week 14 as San Francisco returns to Levi Stadium. Can the Niners clip another bird? Let's get to it here on the show. Before we do that, make sure you subscribe and join us. We're running it back for another watch party on Sunday. Our watch party against the Eagles was fantastic. One of the most successful that we've ever done in the history of this show. $3,400 in Super Chats. We auctioned away a Trent Williams autographed jersey. 177,000 people tuned in. We picked up 1,000 new subscribers. And we will be live on Sunday, beginning with an hour pregame show at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. So here we go. Niner Seahawks round two. And it's the second time in three weeks that San Francisco and Seattle, these arch division rivals, are facing off. They played one another in the Pacific Northwest at Lumen Field on Thanksgiving, and now they come and they clash helmets at Levi Stadium. Kickoff is set for 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 1.05 p.m. Pacific. The over-under for this game at 47. I think that number went up a little bit because the Seahawks able to put up a lot of points against the Dallas Cowboys last Thursday. San Francisco, 10.5-point favorites in this game. They can't have a trap game. They're going to need to be mature coming off that emotional and very impressive win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Speaking of the Eagles, to me, it's really a two-horse race right now to get that number one seed between Philadelphia and San Francisco. Even though the Eagles did fall to San Francisco in that dominant effort, 
by the Niners. They still have the better overall record at 10-2, and two, but the good news is San Francisco owns the tiebreaker because they won that head-to-head matchup. So if those two teams finish the regular season with the same exact record, San Francisco will get the better playoff spot. So Eagles in that one position, Niners that two seed, Detroit Lions still holding firm in that three spot. Atlanta Falcons are so bad, but they're leading the NFC South. That's why they're in that four seed, followed by the Dallas Cowboys first wild card spot at nine and three, Minnesota Vikings at six and six, and the Green Bay Packers surging right now thanks to some really good football being played by Jordan Love, making a little bit of a second half rally here, six and six, the final wild card spot in that seven position. You look at the NFC West, San Francisco is in a really good spot. Seahawks going through a losing stretch right now. Los Angeles Rams pulled off the season sweep of Seattle. That's why the Rams, who are level at 6-6, six and six, have the tiebreaker, and they're technically in second place in this division. But the 49ers here, a three-game lead on both the Rams as well as the Seahawks. And if San Francisco can polish off Seattle at home this weekend on Sunday, they're going to lock down this division pretty much. A look at the previous matchup going back to two Thursdays ago on Thanksgiving. Belly full. We were still doing the watch party, and it was an impressive win for San Francisco. They won it 30-13. to Christian McCaffrey was stellar once again. 19 carries, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. Debo Samuel and Brandon IU combined for 129 yards through the air. Both of them able to notch a touchdown as well. The 49ers defense really brought it against Geno Smith and Seattle. San Francisco compiled six sacks and 12 quarterback hits. Charverius Ward has been playing like arguably the best Lockdown, shutdown cornerback in the NFL. This has been going on for a little while now, but a couple of weeks ago, he put the clamps on DK Metcalf and Ambry Thomas, who's been playing really good football. One of the highest graded cornerbacks in the NFL since the Niners by week four weeks ago, according to Pro Football Focus, had that really good instinctual interception of Geno Smith when he was covering Tyler Lockett. And when the Niners won that game 30 to 13, it was on Thanksgiving. And with the John Madden tradition of eating the turducken, George Kittle in San Francisco able to feast on the field after taking down their bitter rival. And this was really the mood of the entire squad after that game because during the game, the whole squad was eating. But because San Francisco is coming off this win against Philadelphia, it was emotional, it was physical, there was so much at stake, this could be viewed as a trap game. So San Francisco can't afford to fall in that trap against a team that historically has played them very, very well. But the last two years, the Niners now, four straight wins against the Seahawks. But this Seahawks team looked like a completely different squad against Dallas last Thursday than they did the previous Thursday against San Francisco. I think part of that, the Cowboys are kind of frauds, but the Seahawks made the necessary adjustments, and we'll get to some of those adjustments coming up here just around the corner. But this is the most pressing question this week for the Niners and their fan base. Who you got? SCA for the Seahawks, SF for the 49ers. Let me know who you're riding with. I like San Francisco. If you want to go to this game at Levi's Stadium and you're looking for tickets still, if you want the lowest price guaranteed 
and some great deals on last-minute tickets, game time is where it's at. And you can get $20 off using the code NINERSCHAT. I'm telling you, best seats at the lowest price guaranteed. Prices drop as the event gets closer. And I love how with this app, you get a vantage point from where you'll be sitting and you get the price point from what you'll be looking at. For instance, this is one of the views that you will have on the Game Time app. You want to sit in section 406, row 13 for $189, some of the cheapest tickets available right now. This is what you're looking at, and that is what you're paying. And as the event gets closer, sometimes those prices dip even more. This is a free app to download, but also if you use the code Niners Chat and you redeem this here, you also save additional money and you get $20 off. So we really care about you. We want you to be able to save your money. So we are going to put this link, the promo code, and all of this information down below in the comment section as well as in the description of this video. We appreciate Game Time for supporting and making today's show possible. So going back to that Seahawks-Cowboys game, Cowboys did win it 41-35. to I thought that, to be frank, and mute this if you don't want me to curse, but I have to. It was a shit show from the refereeing crew. It ruined what could have been a great game, and honestly, I thought the whistle was on that Cowboys sideline. It was egregious, some of the calls that I was seeing. Geno Smith was really good, and he was not good against San Francisco the week prior. 23 of 41, 334 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Of his 334 passing yards, 134 of those went to DK Metcalf, who had six grabs, 134 yards, three touchdowns, which included him surpassing 20 miles per hour, fastest speed for any player in the NFL this year on that 73-yard touchdown. The Cowboys had 411 yards of total offenses. Dak Prescott has been cooking of late over the last month, month and a half, really, since the Cowboys played San Francisco. It's amazing what happens when you actually play good defense. And Dallas able to run for 136 yards. So this is kind of a playbook of what the Niners are going to be able to accomplish or at least look to accomplish. They can target and they can pick apart Seattle through the air. But they can also have success in running the football. And if San Francisco is able to have that dual-headed approach in running it, in throwing it, and then playing really good defensive football, they should be able to win this game, and they should be able to pick up their 10th win of the 2023 campaign. My keys to the game for San Francisco here. Mentioned this a little bit earlier, but we have to revisit it. You beat the Philadelphia Eagles. You exacted revenge. You beat the team that knocked you out last year. There was so much trash talk from Philadelphia and San Francisco all throughout this offseason. There was a lot of emotions that went into that game and that win against Philadelphia. You got to keep your pedal to the metal if you're the Niners here. And you have to understand that if you still want that number one seed, you might have to win out. And it starts in winning out with this game against Seattle. So no trap game after beating down the birds. Seattle, they're going to try to muddy it up. They understand that they don't have the talent level of the San Francisco 49ers. So they want the pace to be a little bit slower. They want to make it an ugly, grimy game. They don't want it to be a shootout because they understand they don't have the horses like San Francisco has the horses to be able to, to maintain a high-scoring offensive affair. For the Niners, continue to keep Brock pretty clean in the pocket. This year, it has been insane how many quarterback injuries that we've seen. And Brock Purdy has been one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. 
According to some sports books, he is the odds-on favorite to win NFL MVP. Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence on Monday Night Football. The list goes on and on and on for some of these quarterbacks who have gotten hurt. And because of that, Super Bowl aspirations for those teams have been flushed down the drain. Keep Purdy clean in the pocket. And I want to see this Niners offensive line continue to play well, like they've really started to play well and pick it up over the last few weeks. If the Niners win here, you pretty much clinch the NFC West. We took a gander at the NFC West standings a little bit earlier. San Francisco already has a three-game lead in this division. You win here, and you do whatever you got to do to win this football game and stay healthy. You're going to win the NFC West for the second consecutive year. And I also want to see the Niners mirror their Thanksgiving strategy. Where they threw it, they ran it, their defensive line was eaten, their defensive back play was really, really good. Trey Greenlaw, Fred Warner were flying all around. Niners offensive line did a great job of protecting Brock Purdy. Christian McCaffrey had a lot of success on the ground. So you mirror what you did on Thanksgiving by just playing a complete football game, but also you look at how the Dallas Cowboys had success against Seattle in passing it and running it and targeting certain areas of the field, especially that middle portion. And that is really the forte for Brock Purdy and head coach Kyle Shanahan. Lastly, before we wrap up this preview, I want you to predict the score. Seattle, San Francisco, one of the best rivalries in all of football. Our watch party is going to be awesome, and we hope to see you there. John Wallace, $5 Super Chat. Who's ready to eat some sea chickens? Just win Niners. Stay healthy coming out of this game. We're up to $33 in Super Chats after Johnny Dubs sent in that five-piece. And if we get to $500 in Super Chats on this live show today, I'm running 13 miles on Friday for number 13, Brock Purdy. I will document it. We'll have a lot of fun with it. We'll put together a video here for the San Francisco 49ers report because what Brock Purdy is doing right now is really special. So why not run a half marathon 13 miles for number 13, in Brock Purdy. So we've talked a lot here on the live show about the playoffs, specifically the playoff picture. We're going to break that down coming up next here on the show. Alicia, dang, 13 miles impressive. Alicia, I sent your mom an email. I sent you a DM on Twitter. I got a comment on Instagram today when I posted my new headshot, and it was, uh, damn, a lot of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey vibes. That is what y'all started. Oh, no. So great. Oh, God. It's so great. Uh, so that's the Super Chat menu, so to speak, here today. And coming up next, Niners playoff picture. I see Alicia's message. Oh, my gosh. Laughing emojis. Geez, sorry about that. It's all good. That no whole need to stream, be sorry. Man. It was actually like great entertainment for my Tuesday today. What would you say? That whole stream. That whole stream was just weird. It was a good time. Because Tony Mesa, he made it a little bit crazy as well with the whole body count talk. <laughs> Tony! <laughs> Tony! Jeannie Wyatt giving us an LOL. The real ones now. All right, playoff picture coming up next. What did the Niners need to do to get that one seed? What are the Super Bowl odds? What are all the percentages? We're getting to that next here, live on the 49ers report.
On the docket for today's San Francisco 49ers report, we're dissecting and breaking down the Niners' playoff picture. San Francisco's in a really good spot as we enter December here after their win against the Philadelphia Eagles. But what do they have to do to get that number one seed so that home field advantage goes through the Bay Area at Levi's Stadium? What are the recent Super Bowl odds and playoff percentages? All of that coming your way as we want to inform all of you. First, though, make sure you subscribe to the channel. And if you haven't subscribed, you simply ain't alive. And you should subscribe if you want. Daily shows on the Niners. Niners analysis, news, and rumors. Live shows and watch parties. A platform where you have a voice as the fan and you also join the largest independently run Niners channel right here on YouTube of more than 103,000 subscribers. San Francisco can clinch a playoff spot on Sunday with the win against the Seattle Seahawks. Here's how they can do it. If they win and the Packers lose, or if the 49ers win and the Vikings lose, or if the Niners win and both the Green Bay Packers, who have been really hot of late, Good ball being played by Jordan Love and the Minnesota Vikings tie. So that's how San Francisco can clinch a playoff spot on Sunday. It all requires the Niners winning, and if they do win, they take a three-game commanding lead over the next best team in this division. Nine and three, Rams are six and six. Seahawks are 6-6. Six and six. I guess it would be technically a four-game lead. Either way, they take commanding control of the NFC West. We'll look at those NFC West standings here in just a bit. First, though, let's lay the foundation, and let's take a look at the NFC playoff picture here. Philadelphia Eagles, still the number one seed. So if the season were to end today, home field advantage like last year would have to go through Philadelphia. But San Francisco just showed that... They have no issues with going on the road with a full-strength football team and laying the wood on Philadelphia. Now, I will say this, that if the Eagles and the Niners end the season with the same record, this is why that win was so critical for the Niners, they have the tiebreaker. So then San Francisco would get the better seed between those two teams. Detroit Lions holding firm in that three spot in the NFC at 9-3. and three. Atlanta Falcons are leading the NFC South. That's why at 6-6, six and six, they're still ahead of the Dallas Cowboys, who are in that fifth spot. Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers, 6-6 six and six right now. Those two teams, a couple of critical matchups coming up in NFC North play, and that will most likely decide which of those teams could potentially make the playoffs. But then you look at some of the other teams in the hunt, Los Angeles Rams, as well as the San Francisco 49ers. We go back to those NFC West standings. So I think I may have messed that up a little bit earlier. If the 49ers win and they move to 10-3 and three, and the Seahawks drop to 6-7, and seven, San Francisco, to clarify things, would have a four-game lead on Seattle. Of course, we'll see what happens with the Los Angeles Rams. It could either be a four-game lead or a three-game lead. Either way, the Niners are not losing this division, and they're going to win the NFC West for the second consecutive year. It's all a matter of when. It, it's not, it doesn't come down to if. You look at the Super Bowl odds now. This is across the entire NFL, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody very impressed with that Niners dub against the Eagles. Able to score six consecutive touchdowns on their six consecutive tries after going down 6 nothing, and the overall well-rounded play against a really good team in Philadelphia. So the Niners, odds-on favorites 
to win the Super Bowl here at plus 320. And really, there's no excuse for this football team. I think they're the most talented, they're the deepest, and one of the most well-coached teams in the league. Plus 320 there. Philadelphia right behind them at plus 550. So the odds makers here think that the Niners and the Eagles, just like yours truly, top two teams in football reside in the NFC with San Francisco and the Eagles. The Kansas City Chiefs have slipped a little bit. Their offense has been bad. They're at plus 650. Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel, 7-1 to odds. Dallas Cowboys at plus 850. And I think people are sleeping on the Baltimore Ravens. If I was putting together these odds, I think the Ravens should have the best odds in the AFC because I think their defense can shut down a Miami or a Kansas City, and their offense has been really good. Lamar Jackson finally has a really good group of skill position players, even though Mark Andrews is out for the year. Pretty good value play there at plus 850 if you like to lay down some cheddar and bet on the game of football. I want you to chime in in the comment section right now, and I want you to tell me how confident you are that the Niners can win the Super Bowl and complete the quest for six. Scale that level of confidence for me from 1 to 100. 1, not confident at all. 100, very, very confident. Today's 49ers report is sponsored by Prize Picks, by the way. The number one and largest independently run daily fantasy sports app in North America. And we have the best deal for the faithful that any daily fantasy sports app has to offer. A $100 deposit match at prizepicks.com CLNS. Daily fantasy sports made easy. You pick two or more players. You choose more or less on their projected stat lines. And now you can combine your NBA and NFL picks. Or you can go straight with some NFL picks. Like producer Chip was able to do during our watch party on Sunday against Philadelphia. He had a big payout here winning a lot of real money. Because he took Christian McCaffrey more than a half rushing touchdown. Jalen Hurts more than a half rushing touchdown. Hassan Reddick more than .75 sacks, and George Kittle more than 47.5 receiving yards. All of those, they cashed in. So Chip, a little bit richer, thanks to prize picks. You can get a little bit richer with that $100 deposit match at prizepicks.com slash CLNS. All that information available for you down in the comment section and in the description of this video. In my humble opinion, I think there are four teams who are threats to get the number one seed in the NFC when you look at the standings right now. It's Philadelphia, San Francisco, Dallas, and Detroit. But I believe that the road to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas goes through two of these teams because I think only two of these squads are serious, dangerous threats to actually get that number one seed. Because it's mathematically possible for all these teams on your screen to get home field advantage. But with Philadelphia and San Francisco, I think they're the top two teams. But when you look at the remaining schedules for all of these squads, I think the path lies and the path leads to either Philadelphia or the Niners getting that top spot. You look at the 49ers remaining schedule. Isn't it crazy how there are only five regular season games left in the 2023 campaign? This calendar year in 2023 has gone by so quickly. Niners remaining schedule, home against the Seahawks, on the road against the Arizona Cardinals, home against the Baltimore Ravens, potential Super Bowl 58 preview maybe, the 31st New Year's Eve, on the road against the Washington Commanders. Thanks to Shane Kirshner, by the way, loyal viewer of the show, we're going to be raffling away tickets for that game. 
I believe, during that Cardinals watch party. So if you live in the D.C. area, please let me know down in the comment section right now. And then the Niners rounding out the regular season at home against the Los Angeles Rams. For these games here, winnable, 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 and winnable. Ravens is going to be tough. Cross-country chip is always a difficult one, but the Niners could win out here, and it's totally doable. For Philadelphia, you look at their remaining five games, a really difficult one and a big one for the entire NFC on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. Then the Eagles have to go on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. They haven't won in Seattle since 2008. I'm not sure they've beaten Seattle as a team since 2008. So these are two really difficult games here. But then Philadelphia ends with a pretty easy slate after what has been a really rough go with Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco in these two games here. Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So for San Francisco to get that number one seed, they might need to win out and then get some help from Philadelphia. The Cowboys' remaining schedule. This is why I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are threats to have home field advantage go through Arlington, Texas. Eagles' difficult game. Bills have plenty to play for, playing for their playoff lives right now. Miami's really good on the road. Detroit Lions fighting for playoff positioning, having arguably one of their best seasons in franchise history, and then a divisional game against the Commanders. Of these five here, you can envision a scenario in which the Cowboys lose a couple of those, right? Then you go to the Detroit Lions. Their remaining schedule, on the road against the Bears. They should have lost to the Bears a couple of weeks ago, but... Chicago, of course, in classic Bears fashion, blew it against the Broncos. Difficult game. Vikings twice in the last three, and then on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. This is why, with the remaining schedules, I believe the number one seed will either be Philadelphia or San Francisco. The 49ers need one more loss from Philadelphia than what the Niners suffer, because right now, going into the final five-game stretch, they are trailing the Eagles by one game. The Niners do own the tiebreaker, though. So if those two teams end the season with the same record, we're going to look back to last week's NFC Championship game rematch and that matchup being the difference in who might get home field. The 49ers have the better record right now in the NFC as compared to Detroit. So if it comes down to a one seed, a two seed, or a three seed being determined with Detroit or San Francisco. As of right now, the Niners own that tiebreaker. San Francisco, according to the New York Times, they have a really good playoff simulation, have a 19% chance to get the number one seed. The Eagles have a 43% chance to get that number one seed. A team that you do not want to play if you're San Francisco in the wild card round because now only the number one seeds get that playoff bye in the wild card round is the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, the coaching staff, has started to put the ball in his hands a little bit more. He's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks over the last couple of weeks. Their defense is playing really well. That team collectively is playing really well. Look out for the Green Bay Packers in the NFC. With that, we round out with this. What seed... Will the Niners end up with? Give me a numerical number down below in the comment section right now. I think it's going to be the one or two seed. You let me know for yourself right now. All right, what do we got? Sean Kendricks, Jeannie Wyatt, William Carter, Dan Nelson, 
Raymond Torres, all a part of the recent commenter club. I'm looking right now, Greg Smith, number one seed, Faldy Cow, number one seed, Dan Nelson, top spot, Casper Samuel, number one seed, finally, yeah, number one seed, Anthony DeLeon, predicts home field advantage going through the bay with that one seed right there, good stuff. Alicia as well, top spot, wet noodle, one or two, yeah, I don't think the Niners drop below two i think it's one or two yeah one or two for sure yeah carlos smith number one seed sean kendricks it's either bay area or dallas wow. see i just think that the cowboys with that difficult remaining schedule they drop a couple and then the eagles let's say they lose to both dallas and seattle that would make them 10 and 4 but then if they win their final three games, they're 13 and four. Yeah. 13 and four is a five seed potentially. Would be crazy if Dallas was able to unseat them. Big head to head matchup between Philly and Dallas coming up massive. on Sunday Night Football. Massive, massive. So, one more segment to get to why Brock Purdy has a case to win NFL MVP. That is coming up next live on the San Francisco 49ers report. Good conversation with some really good numbers and analysis coming up next for why Brock Purdy can win NFL MVP. Our Super Chat special for today. We're at $33 in Super Chats right now. If we get to 500 total on Friday, I'm running 13 miles for number 13 Brock Purdy. I don't feel like drinking today. I want to feel good, and I'll feel good with 13 miles. So if we get to 500, I'm doing 13 miles for number 13, Brock Purdy. That's our Super Chat initiative for today. We'll round out our live coverage. Segment number four on the show today. Brock Purdy's case to win NFL MVP. Because a dub against the Eagles has really vaulted him up that MVP ladder. Let's get to stepping. Let's talk about that right now. Coming your way on today's San Francisco 49ers report. Brock Purdy going into this weekend's game against the San Francisco, fuck, I messed up. Not against the San Francisco 49ers, against the Seattle Seahawks. Type F Chase in the chat. Boo. F Chase in the chat. Boo. Boo. F Chase in the chat. Boo. F Chase. F Chase. <laughs> All right, let's act like that never happened. Just continue to boo me. We'll get over it together because I can't wait for this segment. Great numbers to get to, and now let's get to it. Coming up on today's San Francisco 49ers report, why Brock Purdy has a serious case to be named NFL MVP. A win against the Philadelphia Eagles on the road has vaulted him up the NFL MVP ladder. And depending on which sports book you look at, Brock Purdy, odds on favorite with Dak Prescott to be named NFL MVP going into Sunday's game against the Seattle Seahawks. They have the same odds. Dak Prescott, 3-1. to one. Brock Purdy, 3-1. to one. And after Brock Purdy was able to beat Jalen Hurts in the head-to-head -head matchup, Hurts, who went into last week 
as the odds-on favorite to win NFL MVP has dropped to plus 350. Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs offense really slipping in recent weeks, down to plus 650, and then Tua Tungavailoa at 8-1 to one odds. Obviously, to start us off, the MVP conversation has to come down to the numbers that that individual player is putting up. So to start this conversation, we must take a look at the numbers for Brock Purdy this year. He is completing an astounding 70.2% of his throws this year. That is number one in the NFL. A lot of detractors like to say, Brock Purdy hasn't thrown for a ton of yards. He's helped out by a great supporting cast and a good coach in Kyle Shanahan. Brock Purdy, ladies and gentlemen, has thrown for nearly 3,200 yards in 12 games so far this year. And by the way, he is 9-3. and three. He's thrown 23 touchdowns to 6 interceptions. He also leads all quarterbacks in yards per attempt by more than a full yard at 9.6. You want to call him a dink and dunk quarterback? The numbers prove otherwise. His quarterback rating... Number one in the NFL also at 116.1. Furthermore, you look at Purdy and where he ranks among all quarterbacks. A lot of people have been asking for these numbers all throughout this week in the comment section, and we're providing for the faithful. As I noted, completion percentage, 70.2, number one in the NFL. His yards per attempt number, number one among all quarterbacks. His QBR at 75.6 and his quarterback rating, both number one, 75.6 and 116.1, is nearly flawless for those of you not familiar. His passing touchdowns, he's fourth in the NFL right now at 23. So don't tell me that San Francisco is only successful and Brock Purdy is only successful because they run the football so much. He has 23 passing touchdowns in 12 games this year. And oh yeah, passing yards, he's seventh. Yards per game, he's eighth. At 265.4, and right now Brock Purdy going into this matchup against the Seahawks as San Francisco looks to pull off the sweep once again for the second straight year is on pace for 4,511 yards, 33 touchdowns, and 9 interceptions. Anybody would have dreamed of Brock Purdy putting up those numbers, and nobody thought that Purdy was going to put up those types of numbers. He has been even better than advertised. And a popular argument along a lot of people out there who don't think that Brock Purdy has a serious case to be made to win NFL MVP, Brock Purdy, so many of his passing yards come after the catch. And then another popular argument, Brock Purdy is lifted up because of his supporting cast with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayu, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. Look, a quarterback's job is to execute. How many quarterbacks have we seen at the NFL level who are taller, who have a stronger arm, who are a better athlete, who got drafted well ahead of Brock Purdy, who couldn't even complete an out route into the flat, who couldn't complete a wide open deep ball to a wide receiver streaking downfield. Brock Purdy is asked to execute. That's his job, and he does it. And for those of you who were saying all of his yards come after the catch, David Lombardi tweeted these numbers out. And this is pretty telling. The percentage of yards after the catch for the last three MVPs, 52% of Aaron Rodgers' total yards came after the catch in 2020. 
And then in 2021, that number, very similar, at 52.7. Last year, when Patrick Mahomes won MVP, 54.3% of his passing yards came after the catch. Where is Brock Purdy here? Not only is he at 48.6%, but that's four percentage points lower than Aaron Rodgers in 2020 and 2021, and six percentage points below Patrick Mahomes last year. So what is your argument right now? And then you go back to the weapon conversation. We're going to act like Joe Montana and Steve Young didn't have the likes of Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, Ricky Waters, and others. We're going to act like successful quarterbacks throughout the course of NFL history haven't had good weapons. A reason why quarterbacks win Super Bowls is because of their play, of course, and them putting on the straps and carrying the squad. But it's also because they're talented football teams. What's also crazy is how eerily similar Joe Montana's MVP season in 1989 was compared with what Brock Purdy has been able to do here in 2023. How about this graphic? Producer Chip cooking this one up. Type Chip in the chat. Joe Montana that year played 13 games. Brock Purdy so far has played 12. Montana in 1989 threw for 3,521 yards. Brock Purdy, 3,185. So Joe Montana, with one more game, had more passing yards. Can Purdy make that argument a little bit closer with the big performance against the Seahawks this Sunday? Yeah, he can. Touchdowns. 26 for Montana in, a, more than a, a, in one more game. And then Brock Purdy with 23. Joe Montana threw more picks in one more game. Eight to Purdy, six. And this is where it really gets fun, wonky, crazy. Touchdown percentage. Joe Montana, 6.7. Brock Purdy, 6.9. Completion percentage, identical. 70.2 for both of these players. So is Purdy getting enough MVP love? That's really the big debate in the Bay Area and for Niner fans worldwide. I don't think so right now. People are sleeping on what he's doing. And I think a lot of the analysis has just been outright lazy. People just look at numbers and they think about what the Niners have done in the past. And this is another classic case of draftism. If Brock Purdy was a first round pick, everybody would be salivating over what he's doing right now. But because he's Mr. Irrelevant, and because he's a little bit smaller, and he doesn't have a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes type of arm, they're sleeping on the kid. Give me a Y for yes or an N for no. Today's show is sponsored by Game Time, by the way. If you're looking to go to this Niners Seahawks game, get your tickets with the Game Time app. Prices drop as the event gets closer. You can get $20 off as well using the code NINERSCHAT. With the GameTime app, it's a free download, and you get the best seats at the lowest price guaranteed. And as I noted, still tickets available for the Seahawks-Niners game. And all different types of price points, all different types of vantage points, and you can sit really wherever you want. For instance, Section 414, Row 9, those tickets going. For just $209, if you want to sit section 406 and get kind of a diagonal view of the football field, those tickets available right now for $189. So $20 off 
using the code NINERSCHAT. You redeem that code. That's how you're able to save, and it allows you to support the show as well. I love using this app. If you don't want to go to an NFL game or it's a little bit too steep for you, you can also go to a comedy show like I did this past weekend with a couple of friends here at Chat Sports, or you can even go to a theater event. All types of options for you, NBA games, Major League Baseball games, college athletics. Check it out on the Game Time app. We continue this debate and this conversation about Brock Purdy here. The haters will say, Brock Purdy only throws slants and bubble screens. He's a check down Charlie. It's Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey, as well as the play designs and the play calling of Kyle Shanahan, who lift him up and make him look good. Well, actually, Brock Purdy can throw the ball downfield, and since replacing Jimmy Garoppolo last year, he has unlocked a completely different element of this Niners offense, and that's the deep ball. On throws of 20-plus yards since week eight, Brock Purdy has been surgical. And at the intermediate area of the field, 10 to 19 yards beyond the line of scrimmage, he's been the most efficient quarterback in the National Football League this year. But look at these numbers since week eight. 14 of 20 on throws of 20-plus air yards, 451 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, and a pro football focus passing grade of 99.9. His pocket feel and his pocket mobility are great. His athleticism is underrated. His ability, his accuracy, his anticipation to layer footballs in, but to also excel with the deep ball, all of those attributes and skills to his game have become criminally underrated just because of where Brock Purdy was drafted. And what's wild is that Brock Purdy has not gotten great pass protection this year, yet he's still been able to be unconscious in the pocket. Look at his quarterback efficiency and pass protection. What this graph basically shows you, and I'm not an overly analytical nerd, but when it helps the argument here and helps paint the picture Brock Purdy has been the most efficient quarterback in the NFL with not great pass protection. He has not had the opportunity to throw from a lot of clean pockets. A lot of people want to pinpoint Dak Prescott as the MVP this year. I understand that. They have had an incredibly weak schedule. And I think that Purdy has even been better. And Purdy outplayed him in the head-to-head -head matchup. But this graph here really is insane as I step aside because the efficiency numbers are out of this world and the pass protection hasn't been all that great. On passing, EPA per play on non-screens. You want to tell me that all Brock Purdy does is check it down and throw screens? Well, he's the number one quarterback in passing EPA, expected points added per play on non-screens. Ahead of Dak Prescott, ahead of Josh Allen, ahead of Tua, and Jalen Hurts. And then on screens, his passing EPA per play, also number one in the NFL. Ahead of Dak Prescott, ahead of Patrick Mahomes, ahead of Tua Tagovailoa, and ahead of Derek Carr. Kyle Posey of Niners Nation put together some wild stats as well. The 49ers are 16-0 when Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel start and finish the game. They have outscored their opponents in those 16 games 529 to 239. 12 of those 16 wins have been by 13 plus points. And he added this to put things in perspective. 
if what we're watching feels like something that you haven't seen before, and the Niners point differential backs this up as well, Kyle Posey adding, it's because you haven't. And we really haven't seen this level of play, and Brock Purdy deserves credit for the level of play that he's been able to display. So in summary, does Brock Purdy have a case to win NFL MVP? Of course he does. He's leading the best team in the NFL right now. He is the top multiple quarterback categories. The 49ers right now are number one in Super Bowl odds, and they wouldn't be if it wasn't for the play of Brock Purdy. He has individual team efficiency, but the team has been efficient on the offensive end. And Brock Purdy right now, this is a large sample size. We're talking 14-3 and record in the regular season, and he's basically 2-0 and in the NFL playoffs because he was hurt so early in that NFC Championship game against Philadelphia. And now he's starting to stack quality wins against Dallas, against Philadelphia on the road. Sometimes you just got to give people their flowers. And right now, whether you're a Brock Purdy detractor, you got to be impressed with what he's been able to do. Sub for Niners dubs if you want year-round coverage of San Francisco. Then make sure you hit that sub button. Hope you all enjoyed today's show. A lot of people have been asking for us to do a breakdown of Brock Purdy, so we did it for the homies.